0: VoiceAmerica.com
1: Eddie George Talk Radio Talk
2: Good afternoon, and welcome to Radio by George with your host, NFL superstar, Eddie George. For the next hour, Eddie and his guests will enlighten, empower, and entertain you. Now here's the man of the hour, Eddie George. Hello,
3: what's going on, everybody? Good Monday to y'all, those of y'all that are listening right now. Welcome to Radio by George, You're a gracious host, the best host in the whole wide world. That's right, that's me. Coming to you live from Nashville, Tennessee. Man, that rhymed. But anyway, yeah, I'm down here. Enjoyed an incredible weekend here, man. It was about 75 degrees here. But as I speak, some clouds are coming in. Rain is coming. Snow is coming. So back to reality. We're in the dead heat of winter right now. But I hope it's sunshine and wherever you are, hopefully in your heart and in your mind. It doesn't necessarily have to be outside, not the external things, but the internal, that's what matters the most. Ah, man, I had a wonderful week, and as you know, if you are uh, a faithful listener to the Radio by George show, you know I always start off the show with my first 15, bringing you up to date on the things that I've done the past week. And it's always exciting, something new, whether I'm just lounging at the crib or traveling on the airports, meeting people, directing the traffic to our uh, wonderful show. And this past week was was, uh, quite challenging, (laughs) quite challenging. I found myself in uh, in Ohio quite a bit. I was there um, this past week to do a few things. I had to introduce Barack Obama to uh, the crowd in Columbus and to get my man, hopefully get him some more votes. And apparently, man, he's, he's picking up some ground right now. I believe he's tied. Last week when I went up there, when I first went up there to Columbus, I think he was down by eight points. Then, uh, two days later, the day that I left, he was only down by two. But now I guess he's tied. Looks like he can possibly win the state and Texas. You know, I think I had something to do with it. <laughs> you know, it was, uh, it was it was it was awesome. It was quite awesome and and you know the and what I said I ah oh, man, basically if you didn't hear it, um pretty sure you didn't. It wouldn't show me on CNN. But I compared him to uh being a quarterback and I took uh took him back to Ohio State fans back to a time when I wasn't getting the cheers of Eddie, or the word loving me, it was getting booed, and just how difficult it was for me. You know, in uh, 1992, I was a freshman playing against Illinois, and I fumbled twice, lost the game, and I hadn't seen the field at all, that year or the following year. But to say the least, you know, I looked at my mother, and my mom told me, she said, Eddie, you can do this. Yes, you can. And I took that same focus and energy into my junior year and believed. Didn't listen to what the naysayers said. Didn't listen to the public, the media. Didn't listen to what anybody else said but trusted my heart and trusted my dream. And I was able to win the Heisman Trophy in 1995. And then I took that same motivation, same word, yes, I can to, to the NFL, where in 2000 you were play, playing the New York, the, the St. Louis Rams, and we were down by 16 points in the Super Bowl. And on the sidelines, you could just you could feel the energy being deflated as we headed into the third quarter. But we gathered up, gathered up the troops, got in one big circle, and said, "Boys, we can do this. We still got time." And yes, we lost the game, however, the energy we had was that, you know, we came back and gave it a good game, one that everybody remembers. That's my claim to fame, but I brought it back to Obama, and I said, well, right now in America, we're down by a few touchdowns, presently, right now, and the man to lead us out of this. This funk that we're in, this, this, this time of this, this depressing time in our, in our economy. We're in a war right now. The man that can get us up out of here is a Barack Obama. Yes, we can do this. Yes, we can get out of depression. Yes, we can build back to a, a vital economy and feel good about ourselves, Being getting back to the America that we used to be. And it was good. I felt good about it. You know, got a little press. Got my few of my classmates at Kellogg said they uh, heard about my speech that I gave for Barack. how I introduced them in Chicago, and you know it was it was uh, got some props on it, so it was all good. And uh, man, I tell you what, it was just a a, a life changing uh, event for me because that's my first time actually coming out in public, you know, telling endorsing a, a, a political figure. And, and the reason I did is because I see so much of myself in Barack, and I know that Barack sees so much of himself in me, and therefore, whoever is voting for Barack, you see the same thing. So in essence, we're voting for someone who represents us, the people that that are struggling, the people that that need uh, um, that that the economical. Uh, Relief right now. We need solutions, but not just solutions. We need the energy behind the solutions to get things done. And Barack can move people. Now, I know tomorrow is Super Tuesday in Ohio and Texas, and I know that most of my my friends are in Ohio listening to this, to this, 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 this live telecast. And again, you know, when you vote, go out to vote. And you know who to vote for. Because you know, people know. How you vibe with other people. And again, I, I think Hillary is a great candidate. I think that she is doing an outstanding job. Well, really not an outstanding job. Her campaign is suspect. However, you know, Barack Obama is the clear-cut head and shoulders above everybody else, including John McCain and his whole ordeal. He, he, he presents himself well. He, he's very articulate. He, uh, he has great solutions. But he can move people, and that's what we need right now. We don't just need solutions. We need people to be energized and excited and and, and rejuvenated because we've been beaten up over the last eight years, man. I mean, gosh, man. You know what? Bush, he's brilliant. I I mean, I'm being facetious when I say this. I'm being really a fool when I say that he's brilliant. But this man, I don't know if you guys heard this, but the Boston Red Sox were... Um, visiting the White House after they won the pennant last year. You know, sports teams, they make their rounds after they win. They visit the White House. And President Bush, our president, gets up there and says, uh, one of the players, uh, Manny Ramirez, he wasn't available. He wasn't there. Apparently he wasn't there the last time he went to the White House. They won. So our president gets up and says, I guess Manny Ramirez couldn't make it because his grandmother died again. I mean, come on, how insensitive. And <laughs> He was saying that as a joke, like it was supposed to be funny. I mean, those of you that follow sports and, and are really into it, you saw all the clips on ESPN. I mean, it was, I thought it was totally inappropriate. But, hey, what can you say? That's what we've got to deal with now. We're toward the end of his, his term. And and we got to we got to get out there and vote, people. If you're in Texas or Ohio, get out there and vote. Make sure you go to early voting if you can, because you got to make a difference. And I think the one thing that really stood out to me also at the Barack Obama bar- rally was just the, the the diversity, the how young. I mean, we, there were high school students in there, and I can recall a time when I did, didn't care less about politics. I could care less about politics. You know, I mean, I was in school doing my thing. I was just focused on trying to get my grades right, get eligible, and and play football. Just to just to be right, I didn't have time to worry about you know social affairs. Didn't realize it had this much effect on me and my family. But now, I guess when you get older, you get to the tender age of thirty four. You know, your your whole focus changes, and and you start just to look start looking around and start becoming socially aware and say, you know what this. You know, this ain't right. This ain't right at all. You know? So when you go out to the, to vote, man, make sure you go out and do it. And uh, I went to Chicago this weekend. Again, I got my first test people. Like those of you that don't know, I'm in Kellogg right now. Get my master's in business and I got my first final coming up this week in statistics. So, if there's anyone out there listening right now, and you are a a, a genius at statistics, I need your help badly right now. <laughs> I'm getting pounded. Oh man, it is uh, quite is quite interesting, and uh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited about just finally getting this first test under my belt, and getting it going. But well, we got a great show for you today. We're going to stick in the political arena. we're going to bring on a very special guest in our next segment uh, someone that uh, knows a little bit about religion and politics. you know we're going to talk about that religion and politics should they should it be a mix? Is it ethical to have religion and politics? Should it be a separation of state? I want to know I want to hear from you actually what your thoughts are as I bring on my next guest in the next segment and I really want you guys to get lined up. It's going to be a really exciting show. Um, she's very knowledgeable. Um, she's seeking her Ph.D. right now. So she, she, done, she understands. I don't think she's taking statistics. Maybe she can help me. I don't know. Maybe she did take statistics. I don't know. I'll ask her when we come on. But I um, had a great show lined up for you guys, and, and I'm really excited. to so stick around for it. Um, and also, I forgot to mention something, too. just slipped my mind. But anyway, I'll think about it when I come back in about 30 seconds, y'all. Peace.
4: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk.
0: Show with Kerry Douglas broadcasts each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and is brought to you by Gospel Truth Magazine and Worldwide Music Incorporated on the Voice America channel. The Kerry Douglas Show with Kerry Douglas, your premier source for faith based entertainment, news, events, and trends.
2: There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George.
3: Welcome back to Radio by George. Man, you know what? Don't you hate it when you had a thought in your head and it was on the tip of your tongue and as soon as you were about to say it, it just slipped out of your mind of what you were going to say? I hate and I still can't think of it. Maybe I'm going to let it go and then it will come back to me. But anyway, our show, we're sticking on the political thing because it's the hottest thing right now. So many people are um, engaged by are engaged with this uh, particular topic considering that they have a, a woman or uh, an African-American that's going to represented the Democratic Party um, in the presidential race this this year, and some of the questions that have come up from this, you know, I want to ask you that, you guys, is does religion really matter in your choice of your political leader? You know, uh, does it really have a major influence on uh, who our leader is, of, of their preference in terms of what they believe in, in terms of religion? You know. I don't know, I want to hear from you guys, why or why not. And here to help me is a lovely young lady, Paula McGee. Paula, you're on Radio by George.
5: How are you? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well, thank you.
3: Good, good. How's your day going?
5: Pretty good, pretty good.
3: Looking forward to the show. Yeah, yeah, glad you came. Well, the last time I saw you was at my surprise birthday party, right?
5: Yes, I was hanging out with your friend Jeff.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's right. I turned, what, 33 at that time, right?
5: I don't know. You're a little bit younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, I guess it was. I don't know. My wife is always throwing me these um, secret surprise parties, I guess. You would quote, like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess it's a thought that matters. But um, tell us about yourself and your background for our listeners today.
5: Well, you know I'm an athlete. Um, obviously didn't have the kind of fame that you had, but um, played at USC, won two back-to-back national championships. We're actually celebrated the 25th year. Um, We won in 83 and 84. I played professionally overseas uh, and then came back and um, pursued the call of ministry. So I have two master's degrees in religion, and um, now I'm doing a Ph.D. in women's studies and religion. And my area of focus is is looking at discourse around race, gender, and class. So um, I'm I'm real interested in what's happening now because I don't think we can talk about politics, Um, even though that's not really my area of focus, but now that we have a woman running, and a black man running, and it's a post-9-11 kind of culture, we have to talk about politics.
3: That's right. So by you being a former athlete, uh, do you think it's appropriate for professional athletes and entertainers uh, like myself <laughs> to endorse uh, certain political figures out there?
5: Uh, I think that it has to be a personal choice. I think that especially now, because athletes have such celebrity, so obviously, if Eddie George um, endorses a candidate, it's going to be different than if Jane Doe stands up and says, "I like Obama." Uh, and I think that we can no longer afford to say that athletes have no responsibility in the marketplace of ideas. Uh, you, if you, if you, if you're going to take on all of the notoriety, you're going to get all the perks. Then mm-hmm. I think you also have to be committed to um, having a voice. Uh, So I think that I I would want athletes to be educated, not just uh, get on a bandwagon, but, of Mm -hmm. course, I think that everybody has to, at this point in history, you have to be involved because the issues are so weighty now.
3: No question. I mean, it seems we are are definitely at a crossroads in America in terms of where we're going to go, and I, I just don't think, that we should go down the same path, the same thought uh, out of Washington D.C. represented by McCain. You know, I, I just can't see the, the Republicans taking over for another four or eight years because of where we are right now. It just it just can't happen.
5: Well, I, I think that we we have to be intentional because we part of this um, is really still a result of everybody not feeling a part and feeling disenfranchised right. and not going out to vote. And um, one thing that I do hope happens is that regardless of who people decide to vote for, that they decide to be involved, that they decide to educate themselves, and to own their voice, um, that's the bigger thing. I think we've had so many people that just don't want to be involved, and I don't think you can afford to not be involved. And when you're talking about being an athlete, it's the same thing that when the IMAX thing happened last year, and you were talking about athletes having a voice. That's right. With that issue, I wanted every head coach across America to to actually be heard and say, this is unheard of, this should not be happening. But again, a lot of people were silent. But I think the issues were so profound that everybody should have been talking about how outraged they were. Um, And even now, with I'mis recently was one of the fascinating um, people, Barbara Walters' most fascinating people of the year. And my question was, uh, why wasn't it Vivian Stringer, who really showed the class and the elegance throughout this situation? Time out, time out, time out.
3: He was voted what
5: now? He was one of Barbara Walters' most fascinating people of 2007. And I didn't find him fascinating. I did find Vivian Stringer fascinating because she led those young women through a very difficult time, and um, my point is that we've got to be serious about if we're going to get attention as athletes and make money um, and sell tennis shoes, yeah. then I think you also got to be critical about the issues that affect everyday people, and you've got to be serious about um, having a voice that's critical, and I meaning I'm not just in it to make money, I'm not just going to um, support the things that are going to be popular but really having a critical voice and saying this affects people that I'm concerned about mm-hmm. so I wanna be an educated voice and I wanna be one that makes a difference.
3: Well, you know, some athletes and entertainers are gonna say, Well, it's it's not my job to get out here and voice my opinion. It's my personal right. I vote, but I don't think I have to verbally speak out and, and say, you know, this is right, this is wrong and you know, I, I endorse this person or you know, they're gonna say They have that right. If they would choose to live in a box and spend all their money or whatever they do, that's what they want to do, and that's perfectly okay.
5: And and I think that they do have that option. But then I would say then don't do Jay Leno. Don't do uh, all of the other shows that you use to increase your brand. And if you're not going to be a role model, then don't take the money from Nike because you know all of those young boys and girls are buying your shoes. Um, Just play on your team and then go hide out in your apartment.
3: Interesting. Interesting. So let me ask you this: I'm going to shift gears a little bit. What do you? What's your thoughts on uh, the church and state at this present time? Do you think that isn't there supposed to be a separation between church and state? Do you think it should be? The church should be should have interest uh, in into in politics and what goes on?
5: Well, see, this is the whole thing. This is about a lot of the ideals that we con- we continue to live by um, in America: freedom of speech, freedom of religion. Uh, and we live by these ideals, but they're not actually put into practice all the time. Mm. And so that's what becomes difficult, because you can't live in a America and not talk about religion, because it's so much a part of our actual culture. Yeah. Uh, and But most of us can't really like, if you ask people, tell me what the First Amendment says, tell me what you mean by freedom of religion, tell me what you mean by freedom of speech, uh, most people can't talk about it in really the whole, they just know that there's this idea of a freedom of speech and freedom of religion. They don't know the practical aspect. They don't know that churches and public charities are 501c3s, and therefore they don't have to pay taxes. And and all of these things come play out because there's this mixture of government, there's church, and then what is the role of the pastor who's pastoring all of these thousands of people and the same thing, like an athlete um, or a celebrity athlete. Now the pastor has this voice in the marketplace. Well, does my pastor get to tell me who he's endorsing, knowing that because if my pastor speaks for God, then I want to do what my pastor says. Mm. Um, and now in America, because we have the Christian right and millions of evangelicals who really do believe that politics and who you believe whether you believe in Christ dictates how we're supposed to live in in, in politics and how people vote, etc. Um, because we don't know the founding discourses, we often can get um, just we just buy into the soundbite.
3: Hmm. Interesting. Wow. Um, this is a uh, you know we're, we're walking on you know dangerous water, so to speak, because there's three things you're not supposed to talk about. That's what the people say. You know, politics, religion, and football. You know, you oh, I didn't know. I
5: never <laughs> heard about the football. <laughs>
3: Yeah, you know we're talking about football is very serious. Your football team is very serious, but you mentioned the pastor, and do you do you believe that that what like what are the legal issues that can arise from pastors being and being political?
5: Well, see, that's the the thing. Um, Obama's church, not only there was a church here in California, Pasadena, All Saints, that they got investigated about the same thing, because um, now there are a lot of practices where the IRS is now investigating these churches, some people think it's uh, just an act of intimidation, Um, but as a 501c3, you're not supposed to have any politics, meaning endorsing a political candidate, but obviously we know most churches, because churches are also involved in everyday issues, whether it's health care or whether it's a homeless shelter. Um, that pastors often address those issues. If they are if they're pastors that are critical about their members being active in the world. Mm. But there are some legal pieces um, as far as being a 501c3 and having this tax-exempt status. And so the IRS is not only investigating the local, they're not investigating uh, Obama's local church, that's Jeremiah Wright at UCC Trinity in Chicago. Mm. They're investigating the national church, UCC, because Obama with several other great speakers spoke at the 50th anniversary last year. Mm-hmm. So this is what I'm saying about the that you have these ideals of separation of church and state, but when it plays out, the legal aspect is what it looks like and and part of that is when you're a 501c3, you have to file certain a 990, you have to have certain documents, etc., by the law. Mm -hmm. Um, and and we all know that the IRS is this hand of the government that um, keeps all of us in line, right, and we can go to jail. Um, But the the bigger discourse, the the separation of church and state, many of us know that like we know the Constitution and and the Declaration of Independence, but it's those institutions like the IRS that have the real power to determine whether a church can keep its... um, um, It's tax-exempt status, because that means Mm -hmm. when Eddie George gives a donation, you can go to your accountant and say, you know, I gave this much at this church. But a church without that tax-exempt status, then there's a whole lot of other implications. So this is how um, interesting this election is going to be, Mm -hmm. because it's going to force us as Americans to deal with the real issues of race, gender, and religion. And post-9-11, we can no longer just talk about it. We're going to see it in real-life action. We're going to see... Um, how people really feel about race and gender and class.
0: Mm.
3: So let me ask you this. We have 30 seconds before a break, and we'll continue this thought when we come back. But what do you think um, the church will benefit by endorsing one of the political figures? We can answer that question when we come back in two minutes, y'all.
5: Okay.
4: Talk, talk
2: There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today.
5: What's it like?
2: What's it like? It's lonely. It's really lonely.
5: I miss my brother.
2: I miss my brother.
5: I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same.
2: I've got other people around me, but it's not the same. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council.
6: Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map. And that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host, Charmin Lane, is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel, for success made simple.
0: VoiceAmerica.com
2: You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George.
3: Welcome back to Radio by George. May I ask you, people out there, should church leaders be involved in politics, yes or no? And uh, Paula, that's my question to you. Should they be into in, in the politics, and if so, what is their agenda?
5: Well, I think that um, most of our great leaders have been, uh, especially spiritual religious leaders, have been involved in politics. I mean, you can't talk about Martin Luther King without talking about politics. You can't talk about Malcolm X without talking about politics. You can't talk about of Truth without talking about politics. So this idea that religious leaders have not been involved in politics, I mean, much of the civil rights movement happened because it was on several fronts. It was on a spiritual front, a political front, and an economic front. Uh-huh. I mean, the boycotts weren't just about marching and singing songs. It was hit people in their pockets where they can fill it. Um, so this idea that in some way politics is neutral or religion is neutral, I mean, we live as embodied people. We don't kind of live fragmented. We live as embodied people. And most people of faith who are serious about their faith, um, their faith affects every decision that they make. And so choosing the leader of the, what we call the free world um, is a big decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's not a matter about whether pastors and religious leaders are political. I think you're really, we're really asking how should they be involved. Should they be in political campaigns? Should they run for office?
3: So how should they, how should they be involved?
5: Um, I think that you have to be a critical voice, but I'm, I'm one of those people that believes leadership is about empowering your people. So I would never expect my people to vote just because I'm voting a certain way, but I would make sure they had all of the information, um, and I'd make sure that these are the critical reasons in this next election. We're in a war, et cetera. Uh, we've got to be serious about these issues, and, and, and then I would encourage them to go vote. But I would not say that you're less Christian um, or you're less of a Muslim if you vote for candidate A or B, because then I think that's an abuse of power.
3: Okay, well, we have a caller on, on hold. Lisa, you're on Radio by George.
1: Hi, Eddie.
3: Hey, how are you doing, Lisa?
1: Doing well. How are you?
3: Good. Thank you for calling in. Do you have a, a question or comment?
1: Well, I do have a comment. I um. I understand where the the previous caller is coming from, but I actually attended a church for about eight years and got up and left a sermon after eight years, just very sick and tired of political preference being shoved down my throat. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm list actually just to to be very specific, it was it was during the, the early days of the Bush administration, and I just got sick and tired of hearing Clinton bashing and promoting the Bush administration while I'm sitting at church. I mean, I have to I have to be politically on, you know, every hour, all the time during my professional life, whether I want to be or not. But, but when I'm at church and I'm in that very sacred place where I want to be private, I, I don't want that shoved down my throat. hmm
3: So you, you believe in separation of church and state?
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
5: Well, I'm, I'm curious about whether she... I, I think that I'm not in any way advocating the shove down the throat. Um, I think that's what I was trying to emphasize about empowering the laity. And if you mm-hmm. felt that it was shoved down your throat, then that's not what I'm advocating. But I'm hoping that your pastor talked about family life, about education, uh, about global warming, uh, whatever the issues of the day. And so I don't think you can be equipped... And, and be full members in society, if something, especially with um, the issues that have been coming up in the Bush administration,
2: mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think
5: I do agree with you. If you felt like it was shoved down your throat,
1: then clearly your pastor did cross the line. Well, I, you know, I think there are very few pastors who would be able to do exactly what you're saying. I don't, I've never heard, uh, and, and I've, I've heard, you know, um, political preferences, um, other than this this situation and and I don't see how a pastor of a church could really represent each side equally and give all the information I just don't think that can be done I think that you know the way that the church stands you're you're not going to hear um, you know, equal, equal sides. You're not going to hear the pluses and minuses of, of equal sides. I just, I don't think that can be done in the church. I think they are going to represent, uh, the political preference that, that they, that the pastor personally is voting for. And typically, within a church environment, most of the congregation is going to be, uh, on the same page. Mm-hmm. But, but, but for those of us who, who aren't, it is, um, you know, it's it, it, it it's it's really it, it's unfortunate cause, because I almost didn't go back to church because of it. I found another church church home, but but I, I don't know that that could actually be done the way that you're describing it. Yeah, but I guess setting. I guess
5: what I'm saying is because uh, of the last eight years, mm-hmm. where much of what was happening in America was basically dealing with some of the foundational principles of what it means to be American and democratic and all of that. I think any pastor that, is, that would be silent on these issues, I would find that more offensive than um, raising some issues. And you're correct. Churches often um, congregate around the personality of the pastor. Um, but I think that you have to be very um, clear that certain churches are going like I mean, I would never attend an evangelical Christian right church because the same thing. I, I, I'm not. I don't think that way. I'm not politically geared that way. So obviously, I'm not going to be in a church that way. But I'm also not going to be a part of a church that only talks about Jesus and assumes that we're all on our way to heaven, and not live on the ground and talk about homelessness, talk about food, talk about um, higher education, talk about those things, talking about rights of women, etc. Um, I'm not going to be in a church that
1: that lives in the world that way because to me, that's not Christian. that's foolish. Well, I think that as as a pastor, you can talk about those things, and you can, uh, in addition to that, you can talk about solutions mm-hmm. without talking political preference. And, and another thing, you know you can you can pray for for the leaders of our country, uh, even if you don't, agree with who that leader may be, or even even the new leaders. Just, you know, just pray that we make the right decision and that the person that gets into office can do what needs to be done for our nation, but but not, you don't have to even show a political preference when you're talking about problems and solutions and uh, and that sort of thing.
3: Well, Lisa, thank you for calling in. Always from Georgia, thanks for calling the radio by sure. George, Really appreciate your comment there. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Well, yeah, Paul, I mean... You know, some people really feel like uh, you know you you step over the a, a, a boundary I guess, in terms of pushing uh, an agenda for a certain you know that the pastor has vested interest. Let's say in Barack, and you have some Hillary um, Clinton fans out there in his in his congregation. You know, there is definitely a fine line with it. I, I would feel offended, and besides, you know. When you go to church, you go in church, to church to be enlightened, to be inspired, to get closer to Christ, not necessarily hear about, you know, policy inside of a church. You can go to, you can go to CNN to get that.
5: Yeah, but I um, was asked to preach right after Katrina. Mm-hmm. And um, there was no way I could address Katrina. And, and I wasn't, I'm the kind of preacher that I was not going to get up during the time and not talk about Katrina mm-hmm. because, to me, that would have been irresponsible with the preaching moment. Um, And so I did um, write a sermon, and I did have to talk about George Bush, only because George Bush was the President of the United States, and he was the one in charge of making sure the people in Katrina get taken care of, Mm -hmm. Um, in that sense. So I could have said, well, the President and not refer, but clearly everybody knows who the President is and that he's Republican. That's right. So, And for me, I think that every preacher, at least from my position, I also felt that um, part of it is to be prophetic, so I had to address that as Christians, my reading of the text is that what we do to the least of these. Mm -hmm. And so if we're in a Katrina and we've got poor black people, elderly people who are dying and being treated and called refugees, for me, that was something that I had to preach about. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, obviously I'm the preacher, I can't critique my own self, but I hope that I was responsible and I gave um, room for other sides, but the real question for me was uh, an act of accountability. And as an act of accountability, for me that wasn't this sense of I'm choosing Republican or Democratic. I was speaking for the least of these, and they gave me the mic. Mm-hmm. So it would have been irresponsible not to address that. And I think that becomes a bigger issue, that when we put leaders in office, then part of our call, I think, is to also hold them accountable. And there is a way to hold people accountable, I mean, just like when you play football, if you didn't show up for practice, we get to hold you accountable. No doubt. Right. But that doesn't mean I go around um, hating on Eddie George and talking about, you know, he's not this, he's not this. But mm-hmm. I can't say why wasn't he at practice.
3: Yeah, yeah. Let me So let me ask you this. Who, who do you like in this presidential campaign right now out of all three candidates?
5: Well, I like Obama.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: I like Obama.
3: Now, with that being said, have you recently gave, given a sermon where you kind of Push that influence out there. Of I'm, who, I'm, put, I'm, I'm preaching
5: this Sunday, and I am going to. Um, I'm preaching a sermon from um, Are You the One, and Should We Look for Another? And my question is whether Hillary wins it or Obama. Okay. We've got to ask each of them: Are you the one, or shall we look for another?
3: <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's pretty it's kind of you're leaving it open. You're not saying Obama is the man, so get out there and vote for Obama.
5: I'm saying if Obama wins, Uh then we have to, we will see um, how we feel about race. If Hillary wins, we will see the true nature of how we feel about gender. But whoever is in place, we have to ask McCain, are you the one or shall we look for another? Meaning that we have to hold our leaders accountable, that they do not get to move in these positions of power. And I could care less about individuals. Um, I'm concerned about once you take that position of authority and you speak, and and the and the thing is now that, w- and, and, and part of the sermon is about, not only do we have to ask those questions, but I think the entire world is asking America, are you the one or should we look for another? Mm. Um, mm. That we are the country that said we believe these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, the pursuit of liberty. We are the country that is now discussing things like what is torture, and mm-hmm. so I think that all of the world is asking America to be, I mean, that this is the country that produced uh, 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 Martin Luther King, that the home of the civil rights movement. So, so not only are we asking these candidates, but the world is looking at America saying, right. please show up and be who, you've been, who you said you were.
3: Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back for our final stretch. And stick around, people call in. Let's hear your opinions. Church and state is a good thing, not a bad thing. Or does it influence you on how you look for your presidential campaign, guys? So stick around, call in. We back in two minutes, (music) y'all.
4: Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com.
6: Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map.
1: Rich,
6: and that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Sharman Lane is offering you. Join Sharman Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel for success made simple.
2: There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today.
6: Someone once said, what you don't know won't hurt you, since our people are destroyed for lack of knowledge that couldn't be further from the truth. Inside Diversity, the power of intelligence is committed to providing an electronic venue for practical education and thought-provoking dialogue about diversity initiatives and the implications for the communities where we live and work. On air every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Network, Inside Diversity is a voice to the community. This show embarks on a journey to confront the lack of knowledge by collaborating with a diverse group of experts to share insights and intelligent solutions to workplace issues with a focus on cultural competence and challenges facing women. Join host Carmen M. Carter every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Network for Inside Diversity, the Power of Intelligence, and go where few people dare to explore and learn the real deal like never before.
2: You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George.
3: Welcome back to Radio by George. I'm on with Paula McGee, and we're talking about... What are we talking about, Paula? <laughs> <Lightness>. <laughs>
5: we're talking about religion and politics, right. and what should we expect of our political leaders, our spiritual leaders, and um, is there any time that we mix these two? Um, right. Do we expect spiritual leaders to be political, and do we expect um, political leaders to be spiritual?
3: Exactly, and we heard from a caller who who... Uh, who expressed her opinion that she got up in the middle of a sermon to walk on out because she didn't appreciate the fact that her pastor was pushing the Bush administration. So we'll hear from another caller, Tracy, on Radio by George. Hi. Hey, Tracy, what's going on?
7: Hi. Oh, nothing. I'm doing well. I just wanted to, uh, to let Paula know I, I agree with what she's saying as far as I believe that the uh, my pastor has his right to his opinion. And as long as he's expressing that opinion... But sharing the opinions on on all matters—that's good. Um, my pastor is also no, not right now. Sorry, is a uh, is a Republican. I'm not a Republican, um, and I find that most people at our church are Republican. Um, but they don't—he's not pushing that. He kind of gives his opinion, and as long as he keeps it as his opinion and voices that it's his opinion, but yet at the same time lets everybody know that they have the right to their own opinion, then I'm okay with that. I wouldn't be okay with somebody pushing
5: it down my throat, though yeah and that was my point I think that um, and even with um, uh, the election it's like I said that I'm I'm pushing Obama and then I know that some of my feminist friends will say well Paula it's a woman that's running that sort of thing and I think as an individual I get to choose um, um, because I'm as much black as I am a woman and um, part of what I'm encouraged and I encourage my black friends as well as my feminist friends I want you to argue and critically tell me why you're choosing the candidates because We're in a situation that it has to be more than just race and gender because the issues we're dealing with are major issues, and they're not going to only affect us, but the generations to come. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, so when they use the... the, um,
7: Because for some reason, I find that my friends from church happen to think that Republicans are more, quote-unquote, Christian than the Democrats, and I'm not sure how they get that. hmm. Um, I'm not black. I am a woman. People think that I should be voting for Hillary because she's a woman, and I look at it this way that... I understand that Hillary might have more experience or has somebody laying next to her in the morning that does have experience, but Obama, I think, just being new into the whole thing with fresh ideas. My daughter's leaving for the Army soon, mm. and, and you know, it's, it is scary all the way around, but I like his ideas. I like his ideas with everything that he has, so I don't think that you should be able to push just because of one reason, black, white, female, Christian, non-Christian, Republican, Democrat, I think you need to vote for the person that's doing the best job.
5: Yeah, yeah. And, right. and I, do, I do think that you, you made a point about why the Republican Party seems to be now the Christian Party. Mm-hmm. I think that's because uh, the religious right have done a marketing piece to think that all political, you know, they've made Christianity this kind of piece that Republicans are the only ones that are Christian. And and a lot of the things that have happened on the guise of Christianity, based on my reading of the text, are actually very non-Christian. Mm. Um, I've never seen Jesus use coercive power throughout the text. I mean, he right. says, whosoever will, let them come. But he never says, you better come, or you're not right. really cool. That's
3: right, that's right. <laughs> well, Tracy, thank you for calling, and I appreciate your comments. Thank you. Wow, yeah, so we, we talked about, you know, just the, the whole religious aspects. should, you know, religion and, and pastors, should they be involved in politics? But... Another issue that you did bring up is that that we are dealing with gender and, and race and that we should look beyond that. It should transcend beyond whether it's a woman or a man, but look at the, the soul of the individual and look at the, the true intent for, for why they're running and what they want to do for our country.
5: Yeah, and that that's really tough because I always hear people say that and um, I hear um... – um, people from majority culture that says, "Well, it's not about race," and that always scares me because usually when they say that, it is, it is. about race. Or I, I hear men saying that it's really, it's really not a gender thing. No, this is clearly about gender. Okay, mm. um, and uh, on the fact that this is the first time in. America's history, that we really have two candidates, that one's a woman, one's um, African-American, that can actually win this thing Mm -hmm. um, is real critical, but it forces us to raise those issues. And I'm waiting, because I just want to see what voices arise, because I think this is going to be the first time in history, because the stakes are so high, that we're going to see racism at its best and sexism at its best. Um, and people will not be hide- be able to hide around this Democratic ideal. We're going to see some true faces, and this is when America is going to be able to be the real America that we've been talking about.
3: Right. I um, mean, yeah. Some, some people say that, you know, Barack, um, if he wins, he can't go, he can't beat the Republican machine. They feel like uh, they want Barack to win because he can't beat McCain. They feel like Hillary has the best chance. So with, with that being said... What are your thoughts about this upcoming race? How do you think Hillary has hand, handled it, and do you think Barack does have a chance going up against this so-called Republican machine, given that he, he wins the uh, the Democratic
5: race? Well, we'll find out tomorrow, won't we?
3: Yes, we will. Because
5: if because I think he has already surprised enough people, and I think tomorrow will be it, it, it'll be the, the last two minutes of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it'll, it'll be is. the last two minutes of the game. And I think that he's going to make a believer out of a lot of people. And if he can win the Democratic, if he can actually win the nomination, then I think he's going to be able to actually win um, the actual race. Mm. Meaning that that he will be a – because, you know, like any game, right, the idea is if we can get on the field and all the rules are fair.
3: Yeah, 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 that's right.
5: So so the same thing, if the game is fair –
3: if The game is fair, but you know, you know how you go into different venues, and it, some calls aren't called the same way as they are at home.
5: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, okay. but the whole idea is, if all rules are fair and the referees do their job, mm-hmm. so if this judicial process is fair, if ah. they don't steal some more votes like Florida. Whew.
3: Yeah, we still. I, I can't imagine that happening. in This, it, it, yeah. Keep, continue to speak. <laughs> continue to speak. Yeah, so, so, I think that American.
5: that um, and and part of what this will be will be it will be a call for everyone that says for because I agree that the the Republican machine is a machine. Oh yeah. But if we are American, this is about a democracy, and we are the standard for democracy around the world. Uh-huh. Then it'll be that time that all of those. Um, voices begin and all those people in positions of power begin to make sure that the process is fair.
3: Let me ask you this now. We have two minutes to close, but you mentioned democracy. Do you think that we live in a democracy presently?
5: Not the way that we um, teach, not the way that the the pure sense of a democracy, one person, one vote, no. Mm
3: -hmm. No, we don't. Yeah, I I get the same sense as well. I just don't, you know, uh, feel like... It's been more of a dictatorship and more of an agenda being pushed than people. I mean, we have the freedom of speech, and that's as far as it, as it goes.
5: And and, and see, sometimes don't we don't even that. have the freedom of speech because there are certain people that don't get to be in, uh, don't get the mic. I mean, well, you I and I are fortunate because we we're <laughs> right we're fortunate that we have access and 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 you and I both have access because we're educated and you play football, I play basketball at u s c places They give us access that other everyday people um don't have that kind of access mm-hmm. so um no we're not we're not even close to a democracy.
3: All right, Paula, well, that's the end of our show. I want to thank you for coming on today and and spreading your knowledge about the the political race and, and, and religion and state. I want to thank Lisa from Georgia, Tracy from Ohio for calling and chiming in on the conversation. Another great hour of Radio by George. Same hour, same place next week. I'm Eddie George, and I'm out. Have a blessed one. Peace.
2: We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of Radio by George. If you have a question or comment for Eddie and just can't wait until next Monday, you can email him at info at radiobygeorge.com. Selected emails will be read on the air so your voice can be heard worldwide. Be sure to listen live every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America channel. See you next week.